You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello, legends, and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. It is your host, Amy Gerard. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I did have a really fantastic guest coming on today, but she has two kids, one of which who has fallen very unwell over the weekend, and she was keeping me posted and we thought that we were going to be able to record today, but she's had to pull the pin just because she wants to make sure that she delivers a really good podcast. And I, as a mum of three, completely understand that. I also know what it's like when you've got sick kids and your head's not in the right space. But anyway, we are here. We're just going to do a little life update because this is kind of what I just have to do because I don't have a co-host. I'm currently just talking to a wall and my phone. I am a little bit nervous because my four-year-old is downstairs, but he is watching, I think it's Power Rangers at the moment. So he's hoping we can get through, you know, a little 20-minute podcast slash life update on my own, like a bit of a loser. So how are... (laughs) How are you all? You can't answer that. This is weird. I'm going to give you a little life update in regards to Renaults. We engaged an interior designer. I actually got three different ones to come out. The first one, Catherine was the first one who came out and I instantly just got like warm fuzzies from her and I just got a really, really good vibe. She absolutely knows her shit. I love her work. But because Ryan and I are like dumb and dumber when it comes to renovating, like I know what I like. I've got my own style and I know what I like in terms of the look and aesthetic and whatnot. But when it comes to bringing it all together and making it flows throughout the house, that's where I'm going to come undone. I also am already juggling 4,000 balls in the air. So trying to navigate trades and all of that kind of stuff and get out to showrooms, I just... I I just wanted somebody who was going to do it with me, who was going to hold my hand um, and basically take me on the journey with them. So three ladies out. I I had the warm fuzzies with Catherine, but Ryan was like, you know, do do the right thing and get some comparative quotes and whatnot. Catherine was actually the most expensive, but I was like, this is our forever home and I want to do it right and I want to do it justice and I love her work. So we went with her. We've been working backwards and forwards on the plans. So we're moving one wall. That's it. So it's not a huge renovation. It's more just an entire interior renovation. So there's obviously tiles downstairs and lots of carpet. I want to get rid of all of that and I want to put floorboards down. I just think it's easier to clean and much more manageable with children. The carpet... And my children just, it's it's not viable. Okay. So carpet's going. We want to do a new kitchen. As much as I love the pink tiles and the dark marble in the, in the kitchen, it's just, um, it's not really my jam. Um, everything's fully functional. So it's, absolutely been fine up until now, but I mean, uh, it's still functional, but yeah, so we're doing a new kitchen. My parents have like a formal dining room. I I feel like everyone's parents, if you were born in the eighties, have a formal dining room. Like when I used to live here, the formal dining room would get used when we were having like dinner parties and the adults would sit in there and the kids would sit out in the kitchen area. Or if we did like Christmas dinners here and they were a bit more fancier, we would sit in the formal dining room. Now, I don't need a formal dining room. So what we're going to do is we're going to push the kitchen wall back. I mean, none of this is going to make sense to you because you don't have visuals or floor plans of my house, but just 
stay with me, pushing it one of the walls back in the kitchen. That's it. That's the only structural change we're making. And then we're turning a little bit of the formal dining into a butler's pantry. Because at the moment I've got like an air fryer, a kettle, toaster, thermomix, all of the things. And they all sit on my kitchen bench. And I would love the idea of having everything in the butler's pantry and out of sight, out of mind. And then basically just all new bathrooms. I need new blinds. Um, obviously the coral, uh, the floral curtains and the blinds upstairs. I mean, they're stunning. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I will probably use them for a bonfire when I rip them all down. Um, and that is realistically it. Obviously like the laundry is getting done downstairs as well. Um, I'm trying to think of what is really what else is really happening. There's a there's a room out the back. It's one of the lounge rooms, and I want to knock out that back wall and put a huge like bifold stacker. Just so obviously, if you follow along on the gram, you know that my backyard is you know the wow factor for me. Like it's just so beautiful and green and. I, it, it doesn't even really do it justice in videos and photos, but when you come to my house and you walk out into the backyard, you're just like, wow, it's so peaceful here. And it's funny, I never, ever appreciated it as a kid. I guess I didn't know any different. And so I just grew up in this backyard and we were always playing in it and jumping in the pool and whatnot. And then I remember after I moved back to the Shire, after having Charlie, I would pop around to mum and dad's house and I'd just be like, wowed by the view and how calming it can be. Like I can be having the worst day with the kids and I can just go outside. And I know people think I'm cooked because I always do my washing outside and they're not sure why I don't just use a dryer, but I swear to God, there is something calming about being in that backyard. And even, I don't even mind bringing the washing in or hanging it out. I mean, I do when it rains or when I don't have time, but yeah, anyway, the backyard, it's a vibe and I want to somehow open up the house so that we can see more of the backyard. So we've done the plans. I've picked some tiles. I've picked some wood. We've got like, um, Catherine took me to certain places. I think we've gone to like the more expensive places for the tiles and the more expensive place for wood, but she's saying by no means do you have to purchase from them. You can get your own tiles and you can do your own wood, blah, 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 blah. These are just the contacts that I have. We've picked all the fittings and the furnishings for the bathrooms, the bath, tapware, yada, yada, boom, boom, boom. So then we've taken it to a builder. Now I'm going to take it to, I'm probably going to take it to maybe three different builders, but <laughs> the first builder that we took it to we had obviously, he had come round and he had come round when Catherine was here and we spoke about what our budget were, was and everybody knew what our budget was and then we sent him the plans and I'm not really sure what went wrong but it came in like 400k over our budget. <sighs> so, when I tell you that that was very, very deflating we were ready to rock and roll. Like our family friends of ours, they have a caravan and they are going caravanning across Australia, over to Western Australia for three months. And they said, stay at our house. Like you can house it whilst your renovations were on. So that was going to be such a huge help for us because they only currently live like nine minutes away from us. So the kids could have still gone to school and everything like that. Save us having to pay for an Airbnb. Now, whether that time frame and the really quick turnaround is what has bumped up 
these uh, Renault prices. I don't know. But when I tell you I don't, I don't need DA, I'm not building. I'm not, uh, it's just an internal Renault. And it's just, it's put Ryan and I back on our bums because we don't, we do not have that kind of money to renovate our house. So uh, yeah, looks like the floral curtains and the pink tiles looks like they're going to be here for a little while, you know? So listen, I'm trying to not get too put off. It was the first quote. I do also think that I've gone with a building company and I'm not sure if I need a company because there was a lot of money in like administration fees and like office work. And I actually don't think I need that. Like I think a building company is who you engage when you are building a house. Whereas this is just a, a reno. Like if I didn't have three children and other jobs and work that I was trying to do, I could potentially manage this myself. I would just go out and get trades and then I would like lean on a, you know, a builder friend of mine. So yeah, so that's a little life update from me in regards to the renoing. I will absolutely keep you posted when we do start. Hopefully I can take you along the journey with us because who doesn't love a reno? Like I froth a reno. I love a before and after. I love the plans that I have. I just need to find maybe not a building company, but maybe a builder who knows loads of trades. Can it, I don't know if it's coming across like I'm a total rookie. I don't think that helped me when I was also talking to said builders. I think maybe, I don't want to say they may take the piss a little bit, but also I think that they just saw Ryan and I and they were like, oh, these two. Uh, literally have no idea what they're doing. Um, Okay, so that is a life update. Second little update, if you like country music, I wouldn't say I'm virgin status anymore. I've been balls deep since I went to Adelaide. We went to Jolene's in the city on Saturday night. Everyone said Jolene's or Surly's. So Jolene's is in like smack bang in the city. Surly's is in Darlinghurst and then there's Shady Pines, which is in like Oh no, that's kind of Darlinghurst. Surly's is in Surrey Hills. I've been to Shady Pines before. That's more like a bit more rock and roll, I reckon, than it is country. Jolene's was so much fun. So much fun. Do not go there in a mini skirt and stilettos. You need to be wearing jeans, flannelettes. You need a cowboy hat and you need cowboy boots. You can also do like a dress, but make sure you're wearing cowboy boots. Brie and I looked like high-end escorts. I put high in there because at least we were dressed nice. But, like, people must have been like, what the fuck are these two idiots doing here? And then, because we don't shy away from a bit of dancing, we were up and we were trying to do line dancing. We were trying to boot scoot all of the country dance moves but on a tiny pindic stiletto heel. It was uh, almost impossible. But we got there at about 9 o'clock. And apparently that's when the band starts. So there was a band, country music band. They were epic and they were just playing covers from all different, like, I guess, country music artists, mainly American ones. And they were on till about 11. And then after they left, 
there was a country music playlist. Now, it doesn't open till super late, shuts at about 1am, but every single bar staff there looks like a country music singer. So there's a wonderful, beautiful lady called Lucy. I think her and her husband own the place. Her husband looks like Chris Stapleton. And then there was another bar staff and he looked like Cody Johnson. It's like they must have this prerequisite that unless you look like a country music singer, you cannot work here. It was so much fun. Everybody was so lovely and if you like country music, cannot recommend it enough. I'm going to go and check out Surly's. I have been there once before for a Yellowstone event. I'm pretty sure I rode a mechanical bull. I'm not sure if that exists um, on like a weekend basis or if it was there for just the event, but that was also a good time. So Surly's, Shady Pines and Jolene's. Check them out. They're the places that I will be frequenting from now on. So I'll probably bump into you there. Next life update, Big B and Mustang are still overseas. I don't ever really remember what they look like anymore. They are going to be coming back, I think, mid or just towards the end of October. Ryan is off again over to Paris uh, at the start of October, he's doing like the Bledisloe Cup. Oh, <coughs> sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean, he's working. Um, right. He's working. That's me doing inverted commas. And then he basically flies back. I think he's there for about two weeks and then he flies back. And then we actually fly up to Hamilton Island for Steph Luck's wedding. I will probably be bald by then. Um, so I'm hoping the wedding's good. It is also Ryan's 40th this year. So his birthday actually falls on the exact same day that Steph and Dean are getting married. So we'll obviously have a drink for him on the wedding, but I have no idea what to do for the bloke's birthday. I have, I have suggested that many things. I have suggested dinners. I've suggested barbecues. I've said, let's have a party at our house. You know, we've got a huge, grassy backyard. I can get it catered. We can get a DJ in. Uh, do you want to just go out for dinner with you and I? Like, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to fly to Hayman Island after Hamilton Island? The guy is giving me peanuts, Pe- not even peanuts, just the crumbs of peanuts. Kind of how I feel about the Renault is the same way I feel about his birthday. Like, I just a little bit disheartened. Also can't be fucked worrying about it now. A, a lady did message me and she was like, oh, my husband's turning 40 this year and he just won't let me know what he wants to do. Like, should I be surprising him? And I'm like, is that you, Amy? Are we living the parallel lives? I, I don't want to surprise Ryan because I, I don't reckon he's going to enjoy what I put out there. So there's that. If you see Ryan at airports or anywhere around October 23, wish him a happy 40th birthday and tell him that's all he's getting. That's all you're getting, a happy birthday message from strangers. Um, another life update. We are currently experiencing some large back burning in the Shire region. We're at the arse end of the Shire and they are, I don't even know what's happening, but there are billowing clouds of black, black smoke. It's been going now for like two days. I, I want to think that I was fine from losing my house in bushfires. And I mean, I do. I think I was fine. I am fine. But I tell you what, there's some, there's some specific sights that I see and smells that I smell that trigger a weird, it's like an anxious feeling. And I can only put it down to what I think must be PTSD because whilst 
I was always cared for and loved and I always felt safe because, you know, I had my mum and dad. Losing a house in a bushfire and, uh, like, I remember distinctly coming back just for a little backstory for those who are maybe jumping onto this first pod. Oh, God, I hope you're not because this is just a rambling shit show. In 1994, we were having a big barbecue at our house and there was some flames across the valley and mum was like, go up and just pack some jewellery, your grandma's jewellery. Um, and so I, I didn't listen and I just packed loads and loads of junk food that had been brought around by other families for the barbecue. Um, so I lost all my grandma's jewellery. Um, and then we kind of took off with some friends and went over to their house in Lilypilly and mum and dad followed behind. And I just remember my mum and dad walking through the door and um, I feel weirdly like I want to cry and I don't know why. Is this the PTSD that I've just kept buried for 30 years? This is very weird. Maybe it's because I'm a mum now and I just, um, I can't even imagine what that would have been like for my mum and dad. Wow. Some weird shit going on. Is it? Is Mercury still in retrograde? Um, I just remember seeing my mum and dad come through our family friend's door and my mum was like sobbing. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And my dad was like, it's okay. And my mum and dad are like so good at putting on a brave face. I mean, my mum was crying, so not super brave, but like my dad always like very confident in reassuring us that everything's fine because we've got each other and that's all that matters. And then I remember we stayed the night there and I remember we drove home the next day and our whole our whole entire house was flooded and it was a two-storey, double brick, five-bedroom house and it was rubble. And like our pool fence had been built like like basically melted into the ground and our backyard was just like had disintegrated and it was so bizarre because the house next to us was still standing and the house on the other side had just a little bit of damage to their roof but it had just taken out our house and then uh, like 10 houses down to the left, down at the bottom of the street, it had taken out their house. So I don't know if it was like a fireball, I don't know what had happened but um, my mum and dad lost everything. Like they... They literally lost everything. I think they got the only thing that they got was their wedding photos. But unfortunately, there's like I don't have any baby photos of me, of Ben, of Tom. I've got like one or two, like we've got this little joint album where mum and dad had obviously printed out some photos and sent them to grandparents and, you know, uncles and aunties and stuff. And so those people who had photos, like baby photos, they had sent them back. So we have like one or two, but they, I just, I cannot fathom. At the time, I just, I I remember being more upset because I could see how visibly upset my mum was. And I just, you know, you see your parent crying and that upsets you. Um, But I still, it was more like, where do we sleep now? And where is my bed? And like, where are my school clothes? And how do we go to school? And where are all my clothes? And um, it was the community of people who like rally around you in situations like that, who like make or break, I guess, your parent, like you as a person as well, like, you know, my mum's English. So all her family and all her friends are overseas in the UK. And then you've got my dad 
um, who's one of five, but no one, none of his brothers live in Sydney. They're all, one's in Canberra, one's in like Port Stephens, and my grandparents live down the south coast in Huskisson. And my mum and dad's life and their work and their careers were here and we obviously went to school. And it was just, it, I just remember feeling uh, like a bit nervous and a bit like worried, but again, my dad always reassuring us, we were fine, we were fine, we were fine, we've got each other, that's all we need, blah, blah, blah. And then so we just had friends, like we would just kind of bump around from house to house and we would get people from the Red Cross who would drop off clothes and like bedding, like we just would sleep on couches and whatnot. And then I remember they wanted to re... I remember actually Channel 9 or Channel 7 coming into my classroom and they wanted to interview me. And the school kept saying, do you want some counselling? Can we get Amy some counselling? And I was like, no, 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 like I'm fine. I mean, I feel like that's my default mechanism for all things, even now as an adult. Like when I get really upset and I cry, I just, I blame it on my period or I blame it on the moon or I blame it on everything and I kind of push it under the rug. Maybe this is a counselling session in itself. Am I in therapy? They were trying to make me cry and I was holding onto a a tree that had been burned and it was black and they were trying to make me cry and I there was all these cameras everywhere and I couldn't I couldn't fucking cry on the spot. So they put like eye drops down my face to make it look like I was crying. Talk about fraud. Anyway, I remember just being weirded out by the whole situation. And then I remember when my mum and dad said, oh, you know, they're clearing up the rubble and, you know, we're going to lay down a concrete slab and we're going to rebuild on the same block of land. I remember thinking, are you cracked? Like, what? I want to live near the beach. I want to live, I don't want a single tree near our house. You want to, you want to rebuild on the exact same block of land? Are you, have you lost your mind? Have you breathed in too many smoke fumes? I couldn't understand it. Anyway, sure as shit, we rebuilt on the same block of land. We actually live next door to the house as it was being built because it's um, being, it was being rented out. It's still being rented out. Those owners were like, fuck this, we're not living here anymore. And they've rented it out ever since. So we were living there and then we randomly went over to the UK and we did like a year of living in the UK. I have no idea why. We had a brand new house, but my mum and dad were like, let's just... um." Let's just go over to the UK, maybe because it's colder and there's not a lot of bushfires over there. Um, I'd love to know if my mum and dad have any um, PTSD from it. I, I, I can't even imagine as a parent, you know, it's your responsibility to keep your kids safe at all times and, oh, my God, not, um, you know, being able to put them to bed at night that must have ruined my mum and dad so anyway this is um this has really been an odd podcast because I had no intention of crying about bushfires in 1994 and yet here we are so what I guess I was trying to get at is that the 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 billowing smoke uh which looks like it's only a couple of k's away from my house and the smell makes me feel a little unsettled you know We also had another scare in 2013 and they do say that bushfires kind of come around every 10 years because whilst there's a lot of backburning 
and you know you've got the rural fire rural fire brigade and you've got the all the volunteers now like everybody in this street is a volunteer I can't, you kind of have to because we all back onto the bush even though they do as much backburning as they can after 10 years there's a lot of regrowth and a lot of green and things come back to life and i have a feeling we're going to be in for a really really hot summer And that, I mean, it makes me a little bit nervous, but in the same breath, I absolutely understand why my mum and dad just rebuilt on this block of land. It's almost like it's worth running the risk. Uh, We've got home and contents insurance. That's obviously the first thing we did when we bought the house off them. Uh, That was incredibly expensive. Could have uh, sold a kidney for that, but it's imperative and it's obviously a must when you live here. So yeah, let's hope we aren't experiencing any bushfires, not just here, but anywhere in Sydney, all around the world, because they they are so devastating, not to mention the people who lose their lives in them and the firefighters who are just constantly putting their lives at risk. I just, you know, I take my hat off to them. My sister-in-law, Jenna, her dad is a fireman and I just, it's just the most selfless job. I don't know how, and like, I can't even sit around my bonfire at the back of the house without choking and spluttering on the, on the fumes of that. I don't know how these people, you know, go into burning houses and whatnot. So anyway, let's hope there's no bushfires, wishful thinking, but he's hoping. And I need to talk about something more pleasant now. So we're not leaving on a bit of a lull. What can I talk about? Mm. Oh, my book. I'm going to give you a very, very quick update on my book. The light is at the end of the tunnel. I have written 60,000 words. I have 15,000 more to go. I have a week and a half to do it in. Am I going to be up every single night till 1am in the morning? Absolutely. But am I going to do it and just push on and drink Red Bull and maybe no dose? Because at least that means once that's done, that's my first edit. Like, so I can give them 75,000 words of mine. I can hand it over and they can start reading. So I think um, just based on what my publisher said, I think they, I think there's like three of them and they start like formatting things a little bit better and just like formatting, you know, um, paragraphs and maybe moving chapters around. What she did say was that they will probably take out between five to 10,000 words. So I could be left with, you know, back to 65,000. And then what they say is they, they will highlight certain parts and they'll be like, you need to pad this out more. This need more, this needs more context. We need to add this in or change the wording here. What I'm hoping is that it gives me a bit of a break. I, I have always wanted to write a book. And I'll just preface this with, I I don't use big fancy words. Like there is nothing in that book that is written in fancy words, but it's, it's a, it's a book and there's lots of storytelling and it's, it's easy reading and it's probably not going to win a Nobel prize or anything like that. There's not a lot of descriptive words in there, but I'm hoping it's something that you can just pick up and have a laugh along with, or I can't tell, I can't tell you too much. Anyway, I'm almost there. The light is there and it is coming out. It's hopefully if everything all goes to push goes to shove and we get, I'm able to pad things out, come up with a name, please. If you're listening to this, slide into my DMs. I need a name for my book. 
I, I desperately need a name for it. And I am spiraling because I've got nothing. I didn't even come up with Beyond the Likes. That was Ryan. He's on the case too. Everybody's on the case. I need a name. And that is hopefully going to come out for Mother's Day next year. So that is my little life update, guys. I'm really sorry that I got a bit emotional on you there. I just, um, yeah, I guess I was just thinking about it from a different perspective then and I just... I don't know. I'm an emotional being. I'm also a really good dancer, so there's that too. But I hope you are all having a fantastic week. I hope your children haven't pissed all throughout your bed and that your mattress protectors have failed you as well. My mattress is currently out on the balcony. I don't know what's worse. It's smelling like urine or smelling like bushfire. I mean, I... I don't know if I want that smell triggering me every time I go to bed. So I'm going to probably bring that in. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will get said wonderful guest on when her kids are feeling better. And I hope you've enjoyed this little life update. And I will see you next Wednesday. Bye for now.